Well, on Niagara Falls Boulevard, a very busy retail strip around here, um, there's a, a jewelry store with a big digital sign. And they always have, you know, diamonds on it or whatnot. And, um, but one day I, I was driving by and it has this hand up with an engagement ring on it. And it says in giant capital letters, at last, you know, exclamation point. And I just got so offended at that. I'm like, what the fuck? In this day and age, you, that's like... Welcome to Charbroiled Chats. At last, finally, you are engaged. You have worth now as a woman. You know, and again, being a single woman, un never married, probably never will be married, mm -hmm. it just really offended me. Mm -hmm. But it just seems so, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Anti-Diluvian? Mm -hmm. Is that... I don't know. It just seems really like, holy shit, retro in a bad way, you know? I think it would be anti-Diluvian. Pardon? I think it's anti-Diluvian, not anti. Oh, is it? Just a small point. Oh, anti-Diluvian. Right, no, you're right. probably right. It's E-N-T-E -E instead of A-N-T-I. -A yeah, because it's, it's before, not against. No, you're right. It's before anti, right, is before yeah. Diluvian. <laughs> right, right. Whatever the hell that is. Which was when everyone was expected to be married and all the dinosaurs were married to each other in, yeah. in non-same-sex hetero relationships. Mm -hmm. Yes. So when you tell that story to other people, what's the reaction to your, say, your unmarried friends? or All my friends would totally understand what I'm getting at, you know. I mean, I have friends in at every stage of relationships, right? I have other single friends. I have other single mom friends. I have divorced friends. I have married friends. I have friends in their third marriage. You know what I mean? Like, I have, I have the whole spectrum, but <laughs> we all think very much alike, you know. And, um, but there is one friend of mine, she's 10 years older, and it's really funny. She, um, and, you know, I love her as my friend, um, but it's very interesting because she's Italian, right? And that that 10 years, she is still very much like an old school Italian mm -hmm. in the way she thinks. So I don't know for sure. I mean, she'd probably think like, oh, Grace finally got engaged, you know? <laughs> that would probably... Right. And then she'd, she'd cross herself. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Or is it this way? I don't know, but you know, it's so it's so weird that that one decade is such a difference in our uh -huh. attitudes. But obviously, you know, I really came of age with like drugs and you know, free love and you know whatever else. And she was still in that kind of '60s thing when she, um, you know, got older. And I can see the same thing with guys. Yeah, from the sense that a guy who at least this was 20 years ago, a guy who wasn't married, there was he was either weird or could be gay in those days, and there was nothing to be done about that. But uh, not to the same extent as with women. I think women are expected to be married. Well, you know, right. Like Maybe, I'm sorry, Amy Bailey. <laughs> no, it's like it's like they're da they're da they're damaged goods if they're not right, married right. or they're yeah or something. Seriously but it's weird because a lot of people right. that I talk to, like an unmarried woman of my age, doesn't seem as odd as an unmarried man mm -hmm. of my age. Mm -hmm. Is that? I wonder if that's statistically. I mean, a lot of people think that. No, actually, I think that's true because I think of of men that I know who have been divorced yeah. or they've lost their spouse or they get married 
again. They get married again, and, and in a sort of a shorter period of time, too. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, men men really seem to need to be part of a couple. Right. Or taken care of, or... Yeah, you know. yeah. And to move on. Yeah. And so, you know, and but what I'm talking about specifically is someone, maybe a man who's like my age, who's never been married, you know, and who's mm. not gay. Like, you really, like, I know a lot of people really wonder, like, why, you know, because it just seems like men have this need to be mm-hmm. in that kind of relationship. I don't know. Hmm. Is this a, do you not like where you are? Me? You, you just said you probably might not maybe get married ever. Well, I, you know what, I and my brother would tell me you can't predict that, but, you know, I just, I don't know how it would ever happen, but maybe it would happen. I'm totally happy with it. I mean, I've had long-term relationships, you know, and they're, oh, they've always been kind of difficult for me. <laughs> so, <Right>. you know, <laughs> um like I'm completely happy, you know, and I have, I have friends like Kathy Hines, right? It has taken her a really long time for her to understand that I'm happy alone. Mm-hmm. You know, she finally said to me like about maybe two years ago, I think she had split up with someone and she said, Grace, I totally understand you're, you know, you wanting to be alone. It's not like I want to be alone. It's not like I don't want to be alone. It's just where I am and I'm happy with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but you know, someone like Kathy, who is, you know, somewhat more traditional in the way she feels about relationships and stuff like that. She could never understand it, you know, and she'd always ask me, are you dating anyone? And like my friends here, like they never bother asking me that. They know. (laughs) She'll tell me something (laughs) if it comes up, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with a woman who's not married? We know the guy, the guy probably has Boy Scouts in the crawl space or something going on that's not, (laughs) that Bailey might dream about. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. In the hole? (laughs) What's the, I mean, guys are weird if they're not married, but what's a, what's a woman just hard to get along with or sad or? Well, I don't know. You know, I think, um, and, you know, I'm sure there's a positive spin you could put on a man who's at a certain age and not married. I just don't know it. But um, like with women, I think in general that I basically what they say is that women don't need to be taken care of anymore economically. Mm-hmm. And like marriage um, up until a certain point was just for economic reasons in general, right? Or to like merge two kingdoms or something, right. you know. and have children. And then it, you know, yeah, then it took on that more like romantic love thing. But yet still at the same time, women were taken care of. And supposedly, I mean, there are more apparently single women now like than ever in history. Mm. At least in the United States. I don't know if that's true. You know, probably not true across the world. But um, and it, it people believe, I think, mostly that it's just because you don't need someone to take care of you. Right. You know, you can if you like being independent and on your own, you can. Mm-hmm. And I think I think women's friendships are also fairly can be fairly deep. And, yeah, no doubt. And much deeper than you might have with a man. Yeah. And um, if you don't care about the physical part of it, then find it in other places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, you know, maybe you don't need a spouse. Well, I always thought if I if I were to get married, I would really like it if we could, like, live right next to each other in two apartments. Right. That would be... So that kind of tells you my maybe feeling about mm-hmm. being coupled, you know? Right. Companionship. You mean a male in the other apartment? 
you're, you're yeah. not you're not talking about women friendships that are no although you know that's i guess that's happening more and more like when women get older you know and mm-hmm. a lot of them become widows they're like four of them are like the golden girls you know <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually happening more these days i guess the other cliche about women single women is nine cats that would be the other that would be yes the yeah how, how many do you have i have one <laughs> Okay, but you have a son. Yes, I have a son. And, well, you know, and that was the thing with me, like, at a certain point in my life, I realized that I was waiting to be married to do a lot of things, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, why am I waiting to do these things? And I also realized what I really wanted was a child. Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily want the Mm -hmm. husband, you know, I mean, like, if I had one, great, but what I really wanted was Mm -hmm. to be a mom. That Mm -hmm. was... You know, I've always loved kids. I, you know, I'm pretty good with them. At least, you know, I was like the babysitter of the neighborhood and blah, blah, blah. And I just wanted to, you know, to be the mom of a child and take mm-hmm. care of a child. Mm-hmm. So that was like that finally coming to that realization totally changed my life. So that was a stronger impulse than simply your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I always felt like I was trying too hard with relationships, you know, um, I mean, I had one in my twenties that I really thought we were going to be married, you know, and when that didn't happen, that really kind of mm-hmm. put a damper on my thoughts about relationships, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, after that, it was really hard for me to, I don't know, you know, there are, there are negative things in there too. Right. I mean, was that Christian Bale or it was, it was Christian Bale. And you just gave up on that. <laughs> yeah. And he moved on. <laughs> Yeah, and I didn't. So that's what's happened. (laughs) And on that note. (laughs) But, you know, it's funny because it's weird. You know, my son's school, it's a Catholic boys high school, right? And I don't know if all Catholic boys high schools are like this, but it's very like old school in many ways, right? And so when he first started there, I thought, oh, maybe I'll join the parents council, you know, because I like being, Mm -hmm. I was involved in stuff at his, his, um, his elementary school. And so I went to like a couple of meetings and it was like the president couple, you know, that was the official title, the president couple. And it was all like, it was the president couple, the vice president couple, the secretary couple. And I was like, fuck this, you know, like, do you That's really? very weird. Oh, it was so. And you mean it... the, the school's staff were all introduced as? No, this was the parents council. So volunteer parents, right? Oh. And so, so it was a husband and wife team. Yes. Oh, each each of the officers were a husband and wife team. Oh. They called it the president couple, the vice president couple, oh. and that just totally rubbed me the wrong way. Oh. And you know, like the teachers would always say stuff like when you went to the open houses or you went to the teachers' night, like the teachers would always say stuff like, "Well, you know, be polite to your mom and take care of your mom and blah blah blah." And I was like, hmm. What year are we living in? Right. It just felt like so antediluvian. <laughs> you know, I just, it just did not, I don't know, just did not sit well. And, and I had the chance to be in a focus group for that school once. And I, and I told that to them. I'm like, you know, as a single right. mom, I said, that just doesn't, you know, that just really didn't wash with me. The couple, you know, it really. Right. And in the, and in the 2000s too. Exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. This is the president's couple. Yeah. This is the vice president's couple. Yeah. And there's Grace. And there's me. Right. Grace with her with her blow up doll. <laughs> fifth, Looks like Christian Bale. 
Grace in her locket with Christian Bale in it. I mean, it just, you know, and all of the events that they had, too. Like, at his at his uh, elementary school, um, there were many things that you could go to that it, it didn't feel weird if you weren't with someone. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a very, it was a very kind of artsy and liberal crowd, you know. And this school just really wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was kind of funny. And, and you know, even with my son, too, you know, he... <laughs> Basically, he came out as like an atheist after he was there a couple of years, you know. Catholic school will do that to you. Yeah, right. He's like, I don't really believe in God. Well, it was nice because he said, I don't really believe in God. I said, oh, it's nice that you say that because I don't really either. Right. Thank you. I've been trying to keep it from you. I've been reading uh, was it Patrick O'Brien novels about, you know, that Master and Commander was made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a friend who loved those books. Mm-hmm. I think there's 23 of them or something. Wow. They're they're all really good. They're brilliantly written mm-hmm. and, you know, very flowery. And they uses a lot of nautical terms that you don't know what they are. But but the point, I don't know, there's something just really engaging about them. The captain, who's the main character in all of them. It's the same character? In, it's in, the same in, character all the way okay. through. Yeah, Jack. Oh, that's cool. Like James, like James Bond. And same time period. Yeah, yeah. captain. It's all Napoleonic war uh era stuff and uh jack aubrey captain jack aubrey yeah uh, and his friend uh stephen maturin i don't know how you pronounce it but anyway he was uh totally homoerotic by the way yeah i know you always say that the ma- master and commander is kind of a giveaway yeah, right. of, of what happens <laughs> it's not like that at all oh it is now <laughs> You're going to get to book number 24 and be like, ah, oh, damn it. Give you grace. Um, how much you want to make a bet? If you look online, there's going to be fan fiction like that. Right, right. That's and I'll funny. read it now into every page. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> Go on. He was uh, involved with a family, a woman, a widow who had three daughters. There's a whole, you know, second plot line about her trying to find someone for each daughter. Hmm. And and her life is basically that. That's all there is to it. All she cares about is finding a, a suitable male who can provide uh, a living for the daughter because she's running out of money. And uh, but so anyway, in that in that period of time, that was the culture. I mean, there was no other way out, at least for yeah. people of some. Isn't that like every Bronte novel has to do with <laughs> marrying off your children? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's all like that, and that was that was part of it, and I guess that just you know has spread into our culture. And yeah, I mean there was there were some. I just watched this old series about Lily Langtree. Um, that was a, an old PBS series, and that was you know she fell into that trap, you know initially, but then she was like you know screw this. She got to London and she. Um, you know, just discovered like the society of artists mm-hmm. and writers and all these other people and just, you know, decided, well, I'm going to live my life the way I want to. And she did, you know, and so I guess, you know, there's always some people like that. Right. But I would imagine mm-hmm. at certain periods of time, it takes a lot more bravery to do that. And, and now though, you don't really have to be that brave. Mm-hmm. You can just right. do it if you right. want. Although, you know, again, there are some people who just don't understand it. But then on the other hand, I have friends who are married. They're like, Grace, I wish I weren't married. <laughs> you sure. know, I want to be you, Grace. <laughs> yeah. 
actually it's really funny like the the women that i know who are like in their i have a few friends who are you know like late 20s early 30s and they're like we want to be like you it's really fun like they they just want to live the way they want to live you know mm-hmm. right and again it's not like i said i'm going to be single forever if i had found someone that mm-hmm. worked for me and maybe i still could but you know i'm i'm happy where i am it's like i'm not you know i do know women there's one in my book group, actually, who strikes me as someone who thinks there's, she always has to explain, like... Why she's not with someone. Yeah, you yeah. know, and yeah. it's interesting. Are unhappy marriages more common than mm. happy marriages? I think it's, I think... What's the statistics I think on it's that? the typical statistics of, of just about anything, right? Like, mm-hmm. 10% are excellent, right. 20% are good, 50% are... Eh. Yeah. Yeah. And then 10% are horrifying. Right, right. The standard bell curve that's my, right, of right. everything. Exactly. That's my, that's my theory. But oddly enough, like all the friends that I have who are married mm. have really nice marriages, you know? Maybe you shy away from uncomfortable yeah. relationships. Mm. Well, there is someone in my sphere who, who's not a friend of mine, but another, you know, connection who mm-hmm. has a marriage that is not comfortable and it's not fun to be around. Mm-hmm. You know, but all my close friends have really nice marriage, you know, and I really like the men they're married to. And, you know, and you, Wally, I like Cecilia. You know, you guys seem to have a really nice marriage. And, and when Chuck isn't covered in mud, you know, it always struck me that you guys had a really nice relationship. And it's nice to see that. When you're not dreaming about burying Chuck. <laughs> Just keep... He was digging the hole, not me. <laughs> Did you ever see that Twilight Zone where this guy he gets a mail order bride, right? This is they're in like the Midwest or something like this in maybe the forties or fifties. And um he's very like he doesn't talk a lot. He's like a real Midwesterner guy and you know, she's she's there and she starts to maybe hear some things, some little whispers about his ex you know, his his previous wife and you know, she starts getting suspicious of him and all that kind of stuff. And so, and so all of a sudden he's working on the basement all the time. And finally, she's so curious. She goes down there and she sees this big hole that basically looks like a grave. Right. And, um, and so one day he comes down there and I hope I'm telling it right, but he's like, can you come down here? And she's, you know, freaking out and she gets like the rifle and she, they get down there and she shoots him dead. Right. And she gets down there and it turns out that he was digging a hole for like a new freezer or something. Right. Oops. Like for her. Yeah. That would, did you ever see that one? Did she push him in it and just, I don't, I don't know. That was just like when you saw what it was, you're right. like, oh shit. <laughs> and that was the end of the episode. I never forgot that one. Well, this has been Wally and B- Grace failing. Thank you for listening to Charborough Chess. Like, share, comment, subscribe. We'll see you next time. You know, like there's this one where Robert Redford, he's probably like 25 years old. He plays death, you know, <laughs> and it's really good. And, and then you, there's the one with Peter Falk in it. You know, there's all these old stars just really kind of starting out. It's fun. <laughs>